The name's Drone. Movie Drone. This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and has a license to kill. <laughs> you must be taking ages to uh, to figure them ones out. I just did the first bit in my head sitting right here. Did you? Yeah, I've kind of got this second bit written down. No shit. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. Welcome everybody to episode one. It is 105, isn't it? Yeah. I've lost track again uh, of Movie Drone. Uh, I'm Steve. And I'm Mark. You are indeed. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just us two. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. See what Depends happens on how like. technology works out. It might carry on that way. <laughs> so, mate, it's been hot, hasn't it? Oh, too hot, mate. And it hot, though. It's hot, a bit hot now, yeah. <laughs> and it hot, though. It's been, <laughs> I mean, it is hot. I've got to be honest. I mean, it sounds nice, doesn't it? If you speak to anybody, like we're going to say now, it was like 37 degrees, I think, today. Yeah. And it's out a lot of people from, I don't know, from maybe from America or other countries that listen and probably think, that sounds really nice. It's fucking a night, is it? Different eight, mate. It is. <laughs> I got out of the car, right? Got out of the car to get home from work today. Bearing in mind, I was obviously wearing two fleeces, yeah. um, three pairs of socks uh, all day. Um, so I was obviously very hot when I was out yeah. and very cold when I was indoors. But got out of the car and it was like a hairdryer was blowing crazy like, isn't it literally yeah. a very warm humid hairdryer absolutely I've, horrible i've spent all day indoors hiding from it have you had one of your turns yet no I'd, you'd expect it wouldn't you I was, especially I'm, I'm today hoping that I've, I've been trying one. to stay hydrated <laughs> i was hoping that you probably would have had one yeah no nah, sorry to disappoint but <laughs> so how you been then mate yeah i've been all right mate i've had a nice day off today huh? i say nice mrs had surgery Surgery sounds a little bit hard. It does sound a bit. She had mouth surgery, so she had to have like wisdom teeth yanked out of her face today, which has left me for another day doing Forrest Gump impressions. Right. Because she came out the dentist looking like Bubba because her bottom lip (laughs) had no control over itself. (laughs) It was literally hanging there. Nice. Well, nice. I, mean, I say nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. She, she's much better now. Is she? And the anaesthetic's worn off. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just sort of like, what's she come hanging down for? Oh, Kick see. With it. So you've got to be really nice. Yeah, I want to bought her flowers. I mean, that'll help, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> been giving her, um, do you know the kids' paracetamol? Right. In a syringe. I mean, I don't. But well, yeah. we tried getting paracetamol in her this morning. She couldn't use her tongue to swallow, so... Tried to ram it down, but it came back through her nose. You know what you should have used? Oh. You should have asked. You know uh, the ones that you got for pets where you load it into the That's syringe? That's what we've got. Them out. Oh, is it? That's what we've got, yeah. yeah. All right, got kids' cow pulse. We've got syringe, and I just fired yeah, it Yeah, but you fire the tablets down the dog's Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. a tablet. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen that one. Yeah. But yeah, it come back out through her nose. <laughs> so, we had, so we had to get a syringe <laughs> yeah. and use a liquid paracetamol. How does it come back? I have no idea, mate. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. I got a bollocking for making her laugh because right. apparently laughing hurts. But I'm a funny guy. I don't know what you expected. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? I've been all right, mate. Not too bad. I've got to be honest, right, mate? It's getting a bit out of hand now. I am thinking that the best thing that we could do for you at the moment is take you out in the back garden and put you out your misery. You are not looking good. You oh. need to shave and have a haircut. Is it this into the wild fixation you've got? No, no. I've um, I was informed that in the week that if I was to shave, apparently I'd look like a knob with long hair and a shaven <laughs> face. <laughs> so she is. Gonna, I was going to get the trimmer out today right. um, to give a little like trim up of the beard. But as you know, mate, it's been hot. You gotta do something. Mate. I just don't want to be pulled apart. I feel, I feel like putting you out your misery. Honestly, out the back. I've got to be honest. You've got to do something. All right. It does not look good. It, it looks like if you start wearing flares, you know, like bell bottom jeans. Have I ever looked good, mate? <laughs> you know what I mean? Know. It's not like we're starting with some like real nice thing and then it's degrading. We started with a ruin. <laughs> it's just a bit scary. For entropy, the mate. It's, it's a bit entropy. scary. It's a bit scary. Oh, and uh, I mean, I caught up with Sue. 
this week. Right. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, she didn't want My to come on. So. Yeah, she didn't okay. want to come on. Right. So, uh, just to finish the, the Insight trilogy. Okay. Um, all she had to say was, and mm. I find this a bit surprising, was you was a funny little boy who was obsessed with frogs and his peewee. Okay. Well, so does that sound about... Fair effort. <laughs> There's no was about it, mate. <laughs> that sounds past tense. <laughs> So there's a great insight into yeah. you over the last three weeks. I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Perhaps we can do learning about Steve for the I next three. I would not go there if Jill, I, I will be texting you any day now. <laughs> There'll be a lot of therapy involved yeah. after that one. So. so there you go. That's about it. I haven't really done anything else. Mm. Just talked to Sue and thought about killing you in the back garden. And just been walking around today going, ain't it hot though? I haven't actually, no? really. No. I've I've been wanting to just get out of work. You know when you're just ready to leave? Yep. Because I went in at R4 this morning. Yeah. So I've just been ready to leave and then stuff just turns up and you have to do it. Oh. And I got really angry a few times. Like the, the uh, paper ran out of the printer. I had to go and get some and I blamed everybody and I realised it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously really you accepted that. Oh well, yeah, well I just didn't tell anyone. No, mate. of course it's you the didn't. best thing you can do. <laughs> All right, okay? Yes, mate. Okay then, mate, do you want to give everybody the thanks this week? Absolutely. We have got thanks to Sophie, Right Stuff Reviews, Little Nick, Podcast HQ, Miles, LJ Human, Andrea Rika, What the Trailer Pod, Fat Drunk and Stupid, Forza Crowd, What Should We Watch, Glyn, Ryan, Lewis Rame and Beautiful. Excellent. So I've got the special thanks this week to those people who've gone the extra mile. Um, Jill, Cassie, VHS Strikes Back, Saved by His Grace 72, Jamie Irwin, Cinema Recall, Jamie Russell, Emma at the Movies, Sean Panda Nicholson, Mike Mike and Oscar, Oka Dura Palaioa, WTM Watch This Movie and Mr. Positivity Wolfie T, Dan Nicole from Twin Picks and Breaker 6696. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you very much to all of those for everything you do for the show. Right, okay. I've got a primer. Have you? Yeah. Play him. Mr. Positivity Wolfie T here to tell you about the Positively Wolfie podcast, where we provide unqualified commentary on allegedly real news. Join me and a co-host as we provide a non-serious take on silly, strange, or just plain dumb news headlines and stories. Look for me on Twitter at PositivelyWolf1 and find the Positively Wolfie podcast on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. It's like a well-oiled machine. I'll tell you what, we've just, just turned it right on. We just sat here for like 10 minutes like... We're like <laughs> Do you smash know it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> this is the latest that I've been up. Is so it? we'll explain a little bit later like yeah. what, what's going on. But um, this is the latest I've been up for like about six months. Is it's it? like 20 past 10, mm. half past 10. And obviously the rationale is that we're waiting for, for a guest from yeah. the, the US of A. And, uh, and yeah, it's, I'm really tired. I'm delirious. So I've had a little nap and everything. So there we go. Right. So that's the promo for the Positively Wolfy podcast. Oh, a new podcast on the block. There is, yeah. So uh, episode three I listened to today. Episode yeah. two was a good one. My favourite story from that one, mate, was yeah. the, uh, the eBay staff who got a bad review and started sending bad stuff through to the, uh, the people who had left the bad review. Live insects, uh, loads of other nasty stuff, and a book called How to Deal with the Death of a Spouse. Jesus, that's so remember tough, when you it? yeah when you leave your bad reviews yeah um you might start getting some stuff through it's free shit isn't it huh? <laughs> I, <suppose. laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say no to some insects no and uh, some person who uh, got some time off of i think it was like a, a football player or something i think got some time off of training said that he'd been uh, abducted by aliens have you used that excuse before no no if it works i'll use anything mate. i mean you look like you've been abducted and probed by something yeah. gotta be honest yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so there you go yeah this week's episode has talks about sex dolls yeah. and people drinking hand sanitizer okay i can, I mean, see, I can see both yeah <laughs> no but it's fun and varied i love it so uh it's unqualified commentary on allegedly real news okay check it out positively mm. we'll chew back a story and make it on there mate you could get a credit as a producer <laughs> i think i think it's going on there i think so yeah you could send mr positivity yeah. some fun news there you go right okay moving on mm. Right, so I'm um, in the next section. There we go. Uh, yeah, over to you. What, what have, what shit, have mate, you yeah. made up? That's I don't see a nose flute. I don't see a guitar. I don't see anything else. What have you made up to replace impressions? I ain't done shit, mate. Have I? 
No, no, I ain't done shit. I'm going to have to carry it on. There was an outpouring. It, it was of... embarrassing, mate. <laughs> there was at least one email that said, no, don't get rid of it. There Is was it? an outpouring of... I've had personal stuff, personal okay. emails. And that. Please don't let Mark stop it. Oh. It's an outpouring of support for oh. Mark's movie impression. It's not, though. I'm... St- I mean, you'll get it as long as I still I can think of something new. But all the time, work keeps being busy and stuff. I just, I just haven't got the inspiration. I'm spending all time writing these new intros, aren't I? I thought that you said that you uh, you were doing Forrest Gump impressions today. Why don't you just do someone else and then like yeah, that's your practice, isn't it? You keep doing the same one all the time, <laughs> isn't it? You've done it. You've done it today. You've yeah. done it at the bridge yeah. on on Nerfing. Yeah. Stop doing Forrest Gump. Vary it a little bit. All right. Okay, well, I'll so, work on it. Sorry, mate. Okay. I don't apologise. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, there we go. Everyone will be pleased to know. This is Mark's movie impression for episode 105. And this is... Oh, I'm not prepared. This is when Blofeld met Knickknack. The original Blofeld, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready then? Yeah. <clears throat> it ain't going to be funny. It ain't going to be good. But let's go. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Ernst Stavro Blofeld. I am Knickknack. You only live twice. Run away, Mr. Scaramanga. I shall look forward to personally exterminating you. Oh, that would be too easy. I don't know. That was American. Oh, fuck. Just leave it in there, mate. Extortion is my business. Go and think it over. I'm busy. Hey, you get the rest later. You made a mistake, my friend. Oh, no. I think we got trouble. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Recognise either of them? <laughs> no, I hadn't heard either of them till yesterday. <laughs> oh dear. There we go. Again, better during rehearsal. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Miles did seem to back that up. He did say that yeah, you were better no, during He's that. Apparently, when I was doing Blowford yesterday, he was like, oh, it sounds exactly like someone else. Right. Just not him. <laughs> but there we go. I mean, I was getting quite hot and red yeah. just watching that one. So, uh, must have been good. Yeah. Must have been good. All right, then, mate, do you want to move on? Yes, mate. Okay, so this is the... Movie Drone Wall of Shame. Okay, Movie Drone Wall of Shame. So last week I got put on because I upset Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. Uh, I was bad, so you put me on. So that's my challenge this week. So I am challenging a lovely young lady from Australia. Do you an Australian impression? Put another shrimp on the barbie, mate. <laughs> right, okay. You yeah. flaming galah. <laughs> <laughs> Rack off, bouncer. All right, all right. Enough, Sorry. enough, enough. So, uh, yeah, so a lovely lady. Uh, she's on the Twin Picks podcast with Flickface. So it's Nicole from Twin Picks. Um, and the reason is we're fans of Twin Picks. We yeah. like Dan. Dan's been very supportive. Oh, good of us. podcasting friend, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Good podcasting um, friend. And they, they have the section called Stitch Up on there where they mm. give uh, much like homework, yeah. but horrible films. Yeah. The recent one she's been putting forward for mm. him Pink Flamingos, Glitter. And cats. Okay, mate, right. I'll, I could have swallowed pink flamingos. Right. Glitter, maybe. Right. Cats. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I know. So, uh, for being mean to one of our possibly future guests. That's beyond mean, mate. Yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> We're challenging Nicole. Don't from... give people cats. Even the people who starred in it don't want to watch cats. <laughs> it's like 2.3 on IMDb. Yeah, if it's lucky. And I think that's sympathy. <laughs> okay, so Nicole, you are challenged. Gutted, Nicole. <laughs> Gutted. Right, okay. Do you want to move on? Yes, mate. This is the next section. This is a section that we like to call... Question, question time. time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time, question time, time for the question, question time. There we go. So you challenged me to stuff the wall of shame. Did mm. I deliver? Yes, mate. Every so often we get someone who sends in a question, tries to be clever. <laughs> As have you. And it says, dear Steve and Mick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you are both well, as I know Steve nearly died bringing food to Mick's table. Newsflash, mate, I don't eat curly parsley. Okay, so. maybe you should. You're yeah. looking a bit ill. Yeah. I've noticed recently that you've been watching great films which have had memorable bad guy characters, so can you please let me and your listeners know what are your top five villains and heroes in a movie? Also, what is your worst hat in any movie? <laughs> Much love, Stephen. <laughs> it's all about the hats, mate. It's all about the hats. Great first part of the question, right. mate. 
Okay, right. Okay, ready? Mm. Right, so villains then, mate. Villains. Who you got? Number five? Yeah. Bane. Have you? Yeah, I oh, like Bane. That was a good impression, that From one. From the body. <laughs> we did a skit on that one. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> I joined yeah. in. Um, okay, so Bane, yeah, yeah, I like that one. So uh, my number five is Anton Chiga. Javier Bardem, oh, No Country for Old yeah. Man. Uh, I think, I mean, he's one of the just cold calculating. I can get on board with that one, mate. Yeah. My number four is a gentleman called Vidal, which you'll remember from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, he was horrible. Evil I'd forgotten how horrible bastard. he was. Yeah, yeah. that was that's a uh, that's a good one. I've actually got that one written down, but um, I've got some different ones that I can slot in there, okay. mate. It was it was bad though, wasn't it? He was horrible. He was. My number four, Hans Lander, Christoph Waltz, Inglorious Bastards. Great choice. Another one, very cold, calculating. Absolutely. My number three, Frank Costello. Okay. Jack Nicholson from The Departed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was actually quite nasty. He was nasty and he was filthy. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was a bad guy. Okay, my number three is it? Yeah, Bricktop. Great one, mate. Alan I, Ford I, from Snatch. I'd forgotten about Bricktop. Yeah, I, I think it's probably because I'm English and I I do quite like the old yeah. Cockney, uh, the old Cockney gangster. But yeah. he was just an horrible bastard, mate. You stop me he? while I'm walking again, boy. I'll cut your <laughs> fucking Jacobs off. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. My number two, Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. I thought you might have that one. Yeah. Nasty, nasty. Yeah. Just. Makes you nervous watching him, kind yeah, of guy. It does make you nervous, definitely. It puts you on edge every time he's on the screen. My number two is the Joker, and I've got the Joker just because I love all the people really that have played him. So you've got Caesar Romero, uh, mm. probably my favourite, like the yeah. old 1966 Batman. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. He just wants chaos, mate. Jared Proper. Leto, are you going to leave Jared Leto off on that list? I've left him off the list, yeah. I mean, there's still others that I haven't put yeah. on the list, but uh, but those are my favourite ones. And he just wants chaos. Yeah. Chaos. What can you do with a villain like that? We've got some people who work for us like that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Number one for me, no one's going to be surprised, Mr Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Dr Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I thought you might have that one as number one, mate. He's a hero of yours, isn't he? Mm, he's a villain, love but him. he's a hero of yours. Love okay, him. my number one is William Builder Butcher Cutting from Gangs of New York, yep. played by Daniel Day-Lewis. Great choice. I really like him as a villain. Yeah, I've, I just think he's a great character, full yeah. stop, based on a true person. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There Any honourable mentions, mate? I have. I've got Joaquin Phoenix playing Commodus. In Gladiator, yeah. I've got Robert De Niro playing Max Cady in Cape Fear. I've got Gary Oldman playing Stansfield in Leon. He plays a good oh, villain, Gary yes. Oldman. And I've got Kevin Spacey playing John Doe in Seven. Oh, good one. I've got Freddy, right? The shark from Jaws. It's a villain, isn't it? Yeah, it um, not got the character's name, but Leonardo DiCaprio played him in Django. Yeah. And Mrs. Deagle <laughs> from the Gremlins. <laughs> A villain. Well, I mean, she is. She like she don't care about the kids. Right. <laughs> Strings Barney up from the lights. Okay. Yeah, nasty bit of work. <laughs> All right. Okay. So heroes. Yes, mate. Hard. Heroes. I found heroes hard. Did I don't you? like heroes. Okay. I'm a villain liker. There you got then. Stretching it a little bit, but number five, Ben Richards. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger from The Running Man. Right, okay. Yeah, it's not a bad one. I yeah. thought you were going to say jingle all the way. No, but, uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, my number five mm. is James Bond. Okay. Preferably Sean Connery. My okay. favourite James Bond. We'll right. get to a bit later. But yeah, James Bond. I mean, what cool. can you say about James Bond? I don't know, mate. We'll find He's out. He's a proper we? hero. Okay. Number four for me, Sheriff Brody from Jaws. Okay. Oh. See, I, I think a hero has got to be someone who rises up against something they're afraid of and battles something they're afraid of, which is Sheriff Brody. Perfect. Okay. My number four is Ripley from Alien. Okay. Walking hero, though? What do you mean? Sadly, we need to save herself, wouldn't she? So she reckon? was really interested. No, in no, no, not at all. She no, was the one that think? wanted to stop the aliens getting back to her from saving everyone. Yeah. So she said. Right. My number three, mate, Frank Farmer. What? Kevin Costner from The Bodyguard. Right, okay. <laughs> right. Sorted. <laughs> Hero. I've got pretty much the same, along the same lines, number three is Creasy. Denzel Washington. Okay. Man on fire. Yeah. What a hero that man yeah. was. I haven't seen that for a while. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't done that one. Perhaps we should. Yeah. There we are. My number two, Atticus Finch. 
right. from To Kill a Mockingbird, right. standing up for what he believes to teach his children good lessons, okay. despite the anger from everyone else. <laughs> what a man. All right, my number, is this two? Uh, yeah, your number two, yeah. Frank Drebin. My number one. <laughs> How can I acknowledge Frank Drebin, mate? Seriously. He's a hero. If anything, he saves the queen, If anything, really. mate, the fact that you've put him at number two, I'm impressed with. <laughs> even if he made the he list. saves the queen. Oh, I can't wait to be your number one. But my number one is Rocky Balboa. Okay. Well, my number one yeah. is Han Solo. Okay. Harrison Ford, Star Wars. Do I actually have to tell you that? Yep. Fucking hell. It's... <laughs> It sounds like a dirty <laughs> euphemism, mate. <laughs> I can't believe I had to tell you that. So there you go. Uh, Honourable mention, Batman. Okay. Got to have a Batman, ain't you? Okay. Who's your, is that your favourite superhero, Batman? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, he's not really super. He's just rich, as you know. True. True story. There you go. Um, my honourable mention, I've got Clary Starlin and Tommy Lee. Okay. They're from uh, Motley Crue? Nope. From Best of the Best. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Stands up against Dayhan. Don't kill him at the end. (laughs) Great film. There we go. Brilliant. Part one. Excellent. Move on to the next question then. Okay. So, what is your worst hat in any movie? Yep. Me first? Yep. Okay, I've gone for the sorting hat in Harry Potter. That's exactly what I've I've got. got, (laughs) And I've got, it's a stupid fucking hat that's led to so much merch and team association, it makes me sick. I've got, we didn't have one of those at my schools that we went to and I turned out all right. Okay. No, I just go, oh, I'm a Gryffindor, I'm a Hufflepuffle. (laughs) Fuck off. No, you're not. Get a life. (laughs) Jesus, all this shit everywhere with these things on. I mean, I've got the sorting hat, but I'm not going to have a rant like that. I mean, you've just upset a lot of pop fans there, mate. Perhaps I should be a griffin puff or whatever it is and the what's the evil one slivering okay perhaps i'm just i got the sorting hat and i got slivering no you probably would be a hufflepuff yeah yeah okay i don't know what that means i don't know whether that's a compliment or not mate if i'm honest well okay mate so thanks for answering that no you're welcome good thank you for such a great question Do you want to tell everyone how they can get us on social media with some better questions then, mate? Yes, mate. They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Right, OK. So thank you very much then, mate, for that. On to the reason that we're here. Uh, listeners' Choice Week. We watched a film. We watched a film that is currently 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 12A, 2 hours, 28 minutes, billed as an action-adventure thriller with a synopsis of a cryptic message from James Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover the existence of a sinister organisation named Spectre. With a new threat dawning, Bond learns a terrible truth about the author of all his pain in his most recent missions. With a budget of a massive $245 million and grossed 881. This is directed by Sam Mendes, starring Daniel Craig, Christoph Waltz, Leia Sedu, Ben Whishaw, Naomi Harris, Dave Bautista, Andrew Scott, Monica Bellucci and Ralph Fiennes. And shall we find out who chose this film for us to watch this week? Absolutely, mate. Hello, Miriam. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am excited to be here. I can't believe I'm on your podcast and I this is just like my favorite podcast. So <laughs> I mean it's good, isn't it? I mean, we've had lots of guests from I mean all over the world with the lockdown and, and the, obviously the coronavirus. So we haven't really been able to we've only just started meeting up again. Um, but we've had loads of people from everywhere, so it's really nice. And you're coming from I'm coming from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So um yeah, you chose uh Spectre, which I don't think we were expecting. Why did you choose this one, Miriam? The reason why I chose Spectra 007 is because I, I've been a James Bond fan all my life. I grew up watching James Bond since I was a little child. And Spectra, for some reason, it just stuck with me. I mean, I'm a huge Daniel Craig fan. And um, there's like 24 series in the James Bond series. But I just chose this one because this is one of my favorite ones out of all the 24. I want to say something, though. Go on I heard that we were popping cherries today. Absolutely. <laughs> we are, yeah. I mean, I think Mark's the only Englishman that's never seen a Bond film. Yeah. So, Mark, what's up with that? I don't know. I don't think I've ever been anti-Bond. I just never got rid. It's the same as Harry Potter and stuff like that. I've just never watched. I think I would like to be one of the cool kids and fail miserably. But yeah, I don't. I don't know why I'd never watch one. Never to really. be fair, Miriam, he's, he'd never watched Star Wars before the podcast, and neither. I, so that he, uh, he, I'm a huge Jedi fan. Yeah, he, <laughs> I made him watch um, Star Wars: A New Hope um, on the homework section right at the start. He's not watched Lord of the Rings and that, mate. Have you or anything like no. that? He likes rom coms. What can I say? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I am also a huge um, Bond fan because I like action and drama. And I think that like from the beginning, from like 1962, when Sean Connery, he was the first Bond. And it's just full of like drama and excitement. And then I like the fact that they use the little gadgets for the special agents. When Bond goes on like special uh, tasks, they like introducing anything from like a pen blowing up to like a watch blowing up or laser or something that's going to help him benefit as far as getting away. So, yeah, I'm just I'm all about James Bond 007. You know that we all have laser watches and stuff in England. <laughs> it's one of our things. So we all have gadgets. Uh, this isn't but... just a pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into it, then, Miriam, did you bring a clip? Yes, I did. You had no authority. None. Mexico City. What were you doing there? I was taking some overdue holiday. So what's going on, James? They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Magnificent, isn't she? Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. A few little tricks up her sleeve. Do one more thing for me. What do you have in mind? Make me disappear. Tell me where he is. He's everywhere. If you go there, you're crossing over to a place where there is no mercy. You're protecting someone. Get away from me! Why should I trust you? Because right now, I'm your best chance of staying alive. This organization, do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. And do you know who links them all? Me. Welcome, James. Excellent, there we go. So that's a clip for Spectre. So, Miriam, are you interested in finding out Mark's thoughts on Spectre? I've got a bit of a confession now. Right. Spectre <laughs> wasn't my first Bond movie. Right. Some idiot in the week, Miriam, texted me and said, just as an FYI, you might need to watch Skyfall before you watch Spectre so that you understand right. stuff. So uh -huh. I watched Skyfall before this because I wanted to put all of my effort into sort of embracing Bond. And it turns out I probably needed to watch the ones before that to understand Skyfall. <laughs> um, but it did help me understand Spectre a little bit more. So I've actually seen two this week, so I've only got 22 to go. <laughs> well done, Miriam. Well done. You got him to watch a couple. So what do you think about Skyfall? I love Skyfall. I thought Skyfall was great. Mm -hmm. I didn't like Spectre as much, if I'm honest, but I still really enjoyed it. It's got a lot of action sort of movie tropes, which I'm guessing Bond sort of invented those tropes as just by the exactly. way it's been going. One of the simple things, like he can snipe someone from 200 metres, but he can't shoot someone six feet away with a handgun. <laughs> um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I was, I'm actually quite pleased I've seen okay. it. I did like Daniel Craig, but I've got nothing to... I've got, not got a yardstick to judge against, so I'd be interested to hear... Both of your favourite Bonds in a minute. Well, don't think that all the Bonds are like this. They're not all polished and shiny. And I've got, and I've like got no yardstick, have I? No, no, I suppose not. And uh, each of the Bonds are quite different. I would say that Daniel Craig's one's more closer to someone like Piers Brosnan or D Timothy Dalton, something like that, um, in the look of the films and the sort of modern um, feel of them. The old ones, I mean, the Roger Moore ones are um, more comedic. Um, Sean Connery ones are probably the best ones for me. So, I mean, Sean Connery was the actual original. He was the first Bond, and that was back in 1962. And that was followed by David Niven, and then in 1967, and then George Lanzenby, um, 1969. And there was my one of my favorites is Roger Moore in 1972 through 1985. And then there was Timothy Dalton, 1986 through 1994. And then Pierce Bronson. I'm a huge Pierce Bronson fan. I had a, That's my crush. Is it? So, and he was... 1994 through uh, 2004. 
And I actually did like a two week marathon where I watched like Sean Connery to Pierce Bronson and Roger Moore. So the last couple of weeks, just kind of prepping myself. But Daniel Craig, he's my new little crush. So. Is he? I mean, I'm quite surprised. I mean, I actually think that some of the older ones, Mark, I've got to be honest, can borderline creepy. Um, I, I'm quite interested. <laughs> Do you not think? I mean, I don't know, Miriam, if you find Bond suave or creepy. I find him suave. I'm a thrill seeker. So when Bond's jumping out of planes, jumping off cliffs, jumping out of buildings, blowing up things, that's what I like. But well, that's the thing. So I was hoping far- that Mark would, and I was hoping, mate, that you would actually see it as like an action film. Mm, um, absolutely. And I, I, I know I told you to watch Skyfall or said you might want to sort of read up about Skyfall just because there was some plot points. I forgot that you probably needed to watch Casino Royale before Skyfall. There's another one before that. Right. There's two. Uh, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've learned lots this week, mate. Have lots. <laughs> I have got some Bond questions for you both, though. Right. Right, so is each Bond person, is each time you get a new Bond, is it a reboot of the series? Because there's lots of names in this I recognised from previous things, like listening to my dad talk and stuff like that. Obviously, you got Blofeld, he's back, because apparently he was a Bond villain years ago, and then you got Money Penny. Is it a reboot each time, like a Batman, where a new Bond gets hold of it, or is this one continuous story? That's a good question that you ask. Some of the Bond movies are all connected, but not all of them are connected. Like, for instance, one of the characters, M, M is in all of the Bond movies. Even if she's not like having a like a huge role, she's there. So some of them are connected, but not all of them are. As far as like being in like sequence and like just like you stated, like for Batman, you know, there's like one after the other after the other. But then for the Bond, I think that it'll take a turn for the worse and then it'll drop off. And then there's new characters possibly within the next Bond film that's actually picked up. So they're not all connected, but some of them are. I, mean, I think the actual double O number is the thing that goes through. Don't even the get series. me started on the double O number, mate. No, but you've got double O seven. So double O, it's probably the same as a, a normal spy. So if a spy is killed in action, that his double O number will just be replaced by someone yeah, else. Yeah, so, I'll get that. So yeah, so the same with M and Q. They're all code names. They yeah. can be played by people as they come and go and leave the service or die or whatever. Yeah. So in I, theory, I think I followed that until the Blofeld one came back. The Blofeld one is obviously obviously a little bit of a different thing because yeah. they've brought back an old villain and it's a different person yeah. the james bond or the double o's and the m's and the q's and stuff you could put down to the fact that it's just the code names okay do you want to hear an autistic question now then right why is it double o seven o's not a number mate uh, just just stupid no it's not it's not a number it's zero zero seven yeah well james bond double o seven caused me all sorts of aggro in the dvd shop I didn't know where I was looking. Didn't know I was looking in the numbers. I was looking in the O's. I was looking in the J's. It was a nightmare. Right. So let's get back to Spectre. I've got to be honest. As I said, it's not. I prefer Skyfall to this one. It's not my favourite Bond film. I think that um, my favourite is Goldfinger um, with Sean Connery. And I think that in this there are also other bits that are not my favourite. So. The Bond girl, I don't think, is a particularly strong one. I don't think it's the strongest Q or the strongest M. The other thing that I don't think is great is the secondary villain. I love Blofeld, but it hasn't got a Jaws. Dave Bautista is not a great secondary villain like Jaws. And I don't know how you feel about the characters, you two. Well, for me, I think Lucia Saara played by Monica Bellucci, and she was the uh, widow of an infamous criminal. Yeah. To me, I don't think she her character was that strong as well. Okay. And just being that to me she came across as being like kind of passive. What about the main Bond girl in this one played by Leah Sedu? She played uh Dr. Madeline Swan. Yeah. What do you think of her? I loved her. Did you? Okay. Oh, I fell in I, love. I with loved her. her because to me she had a take charge attitude. I think she was very informative as far as what she had to offer being that James Bond killed her dad. He was sitting at the table in one scene, talking to the guy, and the guy blew his head off. And I think after that, when she found out, you know, what had happened, I think she got balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To make, to sum it up. And so I think she had a strong character and spectra. Mark, uh, you know about the Bond girls. You know mm-hmm. it's a major thing for, yeah. some, for, a, for a lady to play a Bond girl. Yeah. But obviously Judy Dench in Skyfall. Yeah. Did you think they missed her in this one? It was Ray Fiennes, wasn't it? In this one. Yeah. In this one, I... Honest, I preferred Judy Dench. Okay. Um, I really liked her in Skyfall. 
I, I didn't feel we quite had the punch in this one. I liked Q the Gadget Man. Did you? Yeah, I quite like him. I found him quite funny. Okay. Do you know who's played him before? John Cleese. Uh, John Cleese, yeah. <laughs> I did struggle with Christopher Waltz's Blofeld a little bit. Right. Um, in the only way, I don't think they gave him enough lead to go off and be the psycho. I, d- I don't think he showed enough of himself. Again, I've only got Skyfall to compare it to. When I look at Javier Bardem mm-hmm. in Skyfall, he was nut-nut. He was mm-hmm. great. Um, Christopher Waltz in this one, I don't think they gave him enough of a leash to pack the punch that um, Javier Bardem did. I mean, he's a proper mastermind, though. He's not one of these sort of action-packed ones, really, and I think it was leading up to the next film. Yeah, if I'm well, I'm actually looking forward to the next film. Oh, yeah. You'll be pleased to know, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm, happy, I'm happy to go and see that one. I'm looking forward to it. Miriam, what did you think of all of them? So you got M... Q and Miss Moneypenny. Naomi Harris it makes a good Miss Moneypenny. I've got to be honest. She's my favorite. You know, that's my favorite actress. And, you know, and I, I, I'm glad that you brought um, Moneypenny up because you spoke about her in your last episode when she was in Black and Blue. We did, yeah. In the 2019 movie. So she was uh, Eve, Miss Moneypenny. Honestly, I thought her character was kind of boring. I think that they could have given her more action. I agree. Um, well, she's um, never she's, she's never been out in the field and that though. She's I mean she's always been like the secretary in a lot of the others. Right. Yeah, I mean obviously yeah. she's just there as like a a titulation if that makes sense right. between them I, and they have a little bit of flirting or whatever but they've actually brought Miss Money Penny into the forefront in these ones which I think is quite good because I think Naomi Harris does play a good money penny. Yeah, she does play a good money penny, but I think she could have been, they could have involved her in more action parts mm. in the movie. I thought she was very British. <laughs> she is, yeah. Very British. I think from all of them, even though it is a British film, there's a lot of British accents going on in there. I thought she really sort of stuck out as this is a terribly British film. Her character was pretty good. But out of all the, the, the Bond movies that I've actually watched, Holly Berry, she happens to be one of my favorite Bond girls. Yeah. My favourite is Jane Seymour from The Man with the Golden Gun or Anya Amasova, Bargra Back, The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. Good ones. I'll take your word for that, mate. And I watched <laughs> that this past week. Oh, did you? <laughs> so yeah. you was mentioning earlier um, about the fact that you like the gadgets. Did you think that there was enough in this one? This one actually, for me, didn't have enough gadgets. No, and I, I totally agree with you. I don't think there was enough gadgets in Spectra 007 this past one. I do agree. Um, to me, I think as they're doing their movies, they're less and less the special effects and the blowing up, and, and that's what I enjoy. Yeah, because these Daniel Craig ones um, have been probably the most humanized ones, really, haven't they? They've gone really dark. They've shown him as having emotions and uh, taking everything personally and drinking a lot. And it's it's a lot different than it used to be with Sean Connery and Roger Moore. It was more proper spy gadget stuff. You didn't really get any of their backstory. But I think we've got a very, very dark series in this one. Um, just so you know, Mark, it's a lot different than you actually normally get. Okay. Did you like that element of it, the way that it was... Uh... Yeah, I did. I liked that he was human. Because yeah. I was I was worried it was going to be too John Wick, um, <laughs> that sort of where he's Aww. almost invincible and stuff like that. But the fact he actually got shot, he got hurt, he he had emotion. He, right. he was a bit of a player. Don't get me wrong. He was sort of like with one woman one minute, one woman next. But he actually then had feelings for this woman towards the end. I like not that they drove off into the sunset, but I like the way they was actually together at the end. Right. Um, going into the next one. Um, he, he come across as a normal guy with good loyalty, and I liked it. You know that that's not going to be carry over to the next film. They won't be together. She'll either be dead or she'll get killed at the start. Or something. <laughs> well, that's she's appar- that apparently to a mime DB, she's in it. So How is she? Yeah. She'll probably for like three minutes before oh, someone kills her. Yeah, but no, I, I like that human side of him. I didn't want him to be too much of a robot. That was my worry that he was going to almost be invincible and you didn't for a minute think there was any peril to him. Right. Um, and obviously... You know he's going to get away, but he did actually get hurt a bit, and yeah, it was good. Okay, I mean we, there are better gadgets in a lot of yeah. the other films, yeah, like good laser pens, as we said, and exploding stuff. We got the exploding watch in this yeah. one, not really. I like that. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it got him out of a scrape. I mean, I actually thought that the the torture bit was was quite good. Yeah. Um, where it was where it was trying to do that? It reminded me a little bit of like the Batman films. Where... I like the car. I liked it when some of the gadgets didn't work. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, comedy, yeah. 
I mean, that was a DB10, wasn't it? I think it was made specifically for this. Right. I don't think everyone in production. I mean, there was that uproar, I think. Didn't he have a, was it a BMW or something recently in one of the films where it was a bit of an uproar? Because right. he's always had English cars, Lotuses yeah. and Jaguars and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a okay. bit of uproar about that. And a lot of them sort of go underwater in that, Mark, which you didn't really get in mm. this one. So, uh, so yeah, you missed out a little bit there. Did you like the car, Miriam? Actually, you know, I was just online. There's a, a 007 museum in Sweden. It's so funny you, you bring that up because I would love that's gonna. I'm gonna put that on my bucket list. Right. I can travel to Sweden, and there's like a museum of James Bond cars. I would love to just go and just sit in them and just take pictures of the cars that has actually aired in the the Bond movies. So favorite yeah. scenes? Because I don't actually think there's a massive lot of um, standout action scenes. I think it's all action a lot of the way through. <laughs> um, but what's your favorite scene in this one, Miriam? So my favorite scene is the helicopter scene. Okay. I, I got the chopper scene. I got to just elaborate a little bit on that because I just thought that that was just amazing. There's like a, a Mardi Gras going on in Mexico and um, Bond blows up some um, would-be terrorists in a building where the plotting is taking place as far as the terrorism plotting. And one of the terrorists manages to escape after the building blows up, which leads to a foot chase throughout the city. And then the helicopter lands in the, there's this helicopter that lands in the middle of the crowd to rescue the would-be terrorist, but tailing behind the terrorist is Bond. And as the plane is lifting off, Bond jumps into the plane. He begins to fight with the pilots and the the plane starts to go down after the pilots are uh, thrown from the plane. Bond regains control of the plane and lands the plane safely. That was amazing. It was just, I don't know I was just kind of on the edge of my seat because I was just like, okay, is he going to crash? Now, being that the first time I watched it, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to die in this movie. But he doesn't. He lands the plane and walks away. And that's my favorite scene. Yeah, I think I've got a little bit of um, trivia on that one. You know, Tim, uh, one of our regular guests, his hydraulic company did the hydraulics for, you know, when the uh, buildings collapse in after the bomb. What? Don't say that. Well, when the building's collapsing from the bottom, you know when he's jumping from bit to bit and the platforms yeah. of the building's dropping? Tim's, right. Tim's company, our friend, the regular oh. guest from the show, his company did the hydraulics on that. Oh, no. At Pinewood, I think. Oh, no. Why? Oh, no. Why? That's one really? of the, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. one of the points I've actually got what? in my note. Is it? Is I love the helicopter scene. Right. But my worst scene was the building falling apart <laughs> because... And I've got literally written down, you can read it in a minute, Steve, but I thought with a film that's got a $250 million budget, I thought the moving ledges of the buildings looked just like they were on hydraulic. <laughs> oh, they were. It did, yeah, but Seriously, it did. They Honestly. were. They were, it was i'm like what kind of special effects is this yeah it was just like they were moving ledges rather than a building country <laughs> so i suppose they did a great job that's good that's gonna go to him's oh, gonna no I, i'm not judging the hydraulic <laughs> i thought they looked great but they just looked no. like moving ledges oh it, i have a question for you guys so what was your favorite scene if you had any I think that film for me has got to be the helicopter scene. I just think it stood out head and shoulders above everything. Like you say, the, the actual peril in that and wondering whether how the hell he was going to get out of that because it looked impossible. <laughs> and there was even a point where he was pulling up on the lever and it wasn't going anywhere. And you're like, Arr! and yet that really did grab me. I thought it looked a great scene. It's certainly a good opening. I think that's got to be the highlight scene. I, I don't think it's got many standout scenes other than that one. I think it's got a gradual. Uh, I have lot a standout scene for you. Okay. What do you guys think when he slid out of that building? I had to bring this up. I'm just, I'm so, so serious because that I was just like, that was my second favorite. When he all of a sudden jumped out of this building, slid down this building for like a minute or so and landed on the sofa. <laughs> that's so cool wasn't it I, uh, yeah I mean I don't know it was, it was something like something out of a Roger Moore one for me yeah one. almost a little bit of comedy in yeah, there for you yeah there was a little bit of comedy in it like the car with the yeah. car bits not working and that yeah I mean Roger Moore ones are a bit more comedic there is one scene where he gets away from someone mate by uh, he's at an alligator place and he runs on the top of the alligator's head <laughs> okay. to get out. That's how comedic the Roger Moore ones oh, are. Uh, the rest are a little bit more serious. But yeah, I thought they was all right. I thought the fight scenes were okay. I mean, Dave Batista did an all right job. I mean, it just wasn't anything overly outstanding. 
um, other than that that first scene, I think. Yeah. I'm so sorry you felt that way. No, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I, like I, it. I really enjoyed it. I just, I mean, when you've got 24 films to choose from, it's highly unlikely that, or it's highly likely that everyone's going to have a different favourite, aren't they? So it's good that you like this one. It's it, it really is. I just prefer Skyfall in this series, but it's not even my favourite for the whole thing. Like I say, I, I do prefer Sean Connery, but um, I mean, that can change. It's There's so many good things in each one. Yeah, well, don't, don't be sorry. No. No, I've thoroughly enjoyed being introduced, being forced to watch Bond, <laughs> I think, because this is something I could have gone years and years without seeing again, and I'm really happy I've seen it, so thank you. Okay then, Miriam, so have you got anything else that you want to say about Spectre before we get to scores? I just want to state that all James Bond movies are full of action and suspense. Spectre starts out with a great scene, so if you haven't seen any of the James Bond movies, I would start with the 1962 Sean Connery movie and then go from there. And then you'll get a kind of full understanding as to the different movies that are actually out. Okay. Mark, are you going to do that? Are you going to start? Are you going to watch any more? I've been told the Piers Brosnan ones are really great. So I think I'm going to start his series. Okay. And I certainly want to watch the two before Skyfall right. as well. So I want to finish Daniel Craig off. Right. And then why not? Why okay. not? I actually genuinely really enjoyed it. Okay. I was surprised. I know... Over the last few years, I've been introduced to more action films by you, right. um, especially with like the John Wick ones, and there was another one that was similar to Bond. I can't remember what else I've seen. Uh, Mission Impossible, you've made me watch, haven't you? Yep. Um, with a couple of bits like that, but yeah, I'm really happy. Okay, really Excellent. happy. Right, Miriam, have you got a score for Spectre? You know, I'm gonna have. You know, I'm going to rate it high. You just go as high as you just, like. I'm just that 007 Bond girl. So I'm gonna <laughs> give it out of a scale of one. To 10. No, 1 to 100, Miriam. You should know that by oh. now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 1 to 100. I'll give it, I'll give it a night. Honestly, I'll give it a 95.5. Wow. Blimey. Go for that. Okay. <laughs> Big scores. Well, what you got, mate? I have got 78. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's a good score from yeah. you, actually. Um, I've only got 70, and that's not that I don't like it. It's, I do like it. I really do like it. It's just, like I say, it's not my favourite stand alone. I think if I'm watching the whole series, I'd score the series really high. Yeah. But as a stand alone in the series, I don't think it's the strongest one. So I've got 70 out of 100 okay. on that one. So but thank you very much, uh, Miriam, for, for getting us to watch that again. And, uh, yeah, getting Mark to watch a bomb film. Someone that too. I was a bit worried. And, uh, and you, you've certainly done that. So have you been watching anything else this week? Absolutely. Okay, so I have to admit, so I've been kind of watching a couple other like podcasts or whatever, but last week I watched The Five Bloods. It's a 2020 movie, a Spike Lee movie starring Delroy Lindo, Clark Peters, Isaiah Whitaker Jr., and Melanie Theory and Chadwick Boseman. And it's about five Vietnam vets set out to look for one of their fallen soldier buddies. And then they were in Vietnam, and when they were in Vietnam, they actually hit a treasure. They, the treasure that they came upon, it was, like, worth millions. And for Spike Lee, it was kind of different. But to be honest, it was kind of generic, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we we oh. did that one for our 100th, was it? 100th I think episode? so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did that for the Five Bloods for our 100th episode, and we thought exactly the same. Got to be honest, it's it wasn't our favorite Spike Lee film. Yeah. So I thought it was just kind of, especially when they were having the boat scene, when that Vietnamese guy came across and he was selling the chicken. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was kind of stupid. Right. He was selling the chicken and then he was bugging Delroy Lindo. And then he like freaked out. I just thought that that was kind of uncalled for it. On a scale of um, one through a hundred, I would rate that movie at a 50. And then I also seen Three from Hell, a Rob Zombie movie. 2019, um, starring Billy Mosley as Otis, Sid Hayek, Rest in Peace, Captain Spaulding, and of course Sherry Moon Zombie. She's one of my one of, again one of my favorite um, actresses. I like I love her. Okay. And she played um, Baby Firefly, and that was about three prison escapees unleashing uh, a bloody mayhem. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, you. I think you actually liked that one more than I think I liked it the most out of the series. I really, really enjoyed it. I know you didn't think that much of I it. I like Devil's Rejects. I yeah. think more. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I loved it. And it was just crazy. But that movie just kept you on your feet, though. Yeah, I think I'll have to rewatch that one. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. What, what have you given that oh. one, Miriam? And you know, I'm a Christian, but I would give it like a 95 point. I'll say a 98.5. 
Blimey. Blimey. That's a good Blimey. score. <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed that one. Is that all you've watched? I, I also watched one more. I got one more. I got I watched Birds of Prey. I think that's what it's called. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yes. What did you think of that one? Well, I just thought that it was interesting. I didn't think, wait, what's the first, what's the spinoff of that? The spinoff was. This is a spinoff of Suicide Squad. I like Suicide Squad better. Okay. I think everyone did. I'm, I'd be surprised. Yeah, Not many think? people like Suicide Squad. Really? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I like Suicide Squad better because I think from the Birds of a Prey, I think there was a lot of like fake scene. It wasn't real. I don't know. I just thought that Suicide Squad was a lot better. There we are. Watched anything, mate? Yes, I've watched Forrest Gump this week, mate. Right. I was told to get it out of my system, get it watched. <laughs> a, a lot of new references in there I hadn't picked up on before. Right. Stuff like there's a Midnight Cowboy homage, um, which I'd missed. Um, but I've got 91 on that. Okay. And then, obviously, I watched Skyfall as well. And I've got 84 on Skyfall. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Blimey. And Good that's all that. I've managed to get in because I've been bonding it up. Okay. I mean, I've watched a few. I watched a horror film called Sea Fever. It wasn't that good good um 52 on that one i watched point break again i'm not the greatest point break fan actually i don't mind it Keanu. Uh, yeah um my wife really likes it so uh i've got 76 on point break so okay. um uh, it's still good yep. but i watched uh the punisher don't know who stars in that it's thomas jane what's that all about uh, it's about it's uh, it's got John Travolta in it as well, so it's a Marvel film. So it's uh, it's not really a superhero. It's about uh, uh, he's an undercover policeman in a, a bus that he's doing ends up killing like a, a gangster's son. So they kill all of his family, um, and he basically just um, goes on a rampage and, and gets them all back. So yeah, I've got sixty five on that. It's quite violent. It's not yeah. too bad. I saw Mission Impossible Fallout yeah. again. Uh, 75. Okay. So it's gone down five points, Blimey. which is not too bad, um, considering that sort of we know the, the ending yep. um, on yep. there. And I watched Star Wars A New Hope again, and that got 90. So I love Star Wars, and uh, it's not my favourite one, but um, but yeah, 90 on Star Wars. Good effort, mate. All right? Yeah. Okay. Nice one. That's us done then. Thank you very much, Miriam, for joining us. I was going to ask you um, to, to let people know where they can listen to your great podcast and get you on social media. Absolutely. So as you guys all know, I don't do a long podcast. I'm a Christian podcast host, but don't don't let that Christian fool you. Just because a lot of people think that when, the, when they say the word Christian, oh, my God, she's kind of like, Oh, you have to walk the straight and narrow. I'm normal. I'm human. I just love Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, your films that you watch definitely uh, definitely prove that, Miriam. <laughs> so, but I just, I've been through a lot, you know, in, in life. So I just try to kind of, I'm, I'm a motivational enthusiast. So I'm all about just doing the best that you can. But I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jesus lover. But anyways, you can c- catch me on Coffee Talk Testimonials. Hashtag Miriam Saved by His Grace 72. And I have a blog site that I write Christian inspirational blog sites at www.the46mileroadtoredemption.com. And also, I have a book coming out. I was going to do it this year, but since COVID, I got to push it out another year. And that's fine. It's uh, The 46 Mile Road to Redemption How I Conquered the Roads Less Traveled Through Christ Jesus. So, again, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I I, I can't have fun. And I, I watch movies. So Movie Drone is my number one podcast. It's kind of hard to keep me interested. I'm glad that you guys wanted me on. I just wanted to say I love you guys. And when I have my days, you guys uplift me. And I can honest to God say that I listen to you guys from the beginning to the end. I don't even skip over you like I do some podcasts. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> That's, That's really, really common. Really now you've been on, so you can come on, come on again. If you guys will have me on, if I'm not, if I wasn't too boring. No, not at all, not at all. We're, I mean, we're the boring ones. You can probably take over movie drone and do it yourself if you want. <laughs> well, thank you guys, and you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much. I mean, we like really so, appreciate your support as well. as well, Miriam. We do. Yeah. Thank you so much See for later, giving Miriam. up your Friday for us. See ya. Blessings. God bless. Yeah. And remember. And we all have a different story in the same glory. God bless. Coffee talk testimonials. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, goodbye. Bye. So thank you very much to Miriam. That was really nice having Miriam on, wasn't it? It just. It was, yeah. Very nice. So everybody listen to, uh, yeah, Coffee Talk testimonials. Absolutely. And follow her on Twitter. Yeah. 
Do you want to move on? Let's do it, mate. Okay, this is the next section. This is the section that we like to call homework. There we go. So this is the section where we give each other films that we like and the other one hasn't seen on the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What'd you give me this week, mate? I gave you a film that's currently 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. is an 18 one hour, 16 minutes build as a drama with a synopsis of Japan's oldest major movie studio arse a batch of vulnerable filmmakers to revive its highbrow softcore Roman porno series. Starring Amy Tomite, Mariko Tsutsu and Fujiko, no budget but a worldwide box office of $294, this was 2016's anti-porno. Okay mate, I mean, uh, we're in trouble with this one, Okay, I'm afraid. Alright, um, do you're not a fan? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I mean I like weird, yeah. right? I like weird. But since I've watched this, I sort of realised I think that I like weird, weird rather than weird films or the message is buried in symbology mm-hmm. um, and metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. So I read just up about this because I couldn't quite work out whether I've missed the point. And so just listen to what they say about it. At its premiere, it was praised for its feminist take on sexuality. James Marsh of the South China Morning Post writes that Sonos' effort is easy the most ambitious entry yet into the series of reimagined softcore entertainments. Not only does it challenge gender roles within the Japanese film industry and in the country as a whole, but the film also attempts to deconstruct cinema as a voyeuristic narrative medium. He compares it to Sonos' previous efforts, finding that it rises above the director's previous attempts to champion feminist protagonists. Ella Bittencourt of Slant Magazine wrote, Cruelty, masochism, parental abuse in the painter's flashbacks, and schadenfreude of all kinds fuel this feverish op-art dream that turns on us in every corner. Now, I don't even know what that means when I, I read it, mate. Say, mate can you explain me. that to me? I have no idea what this film was about. Right. I think it was lost on me. Um, I've got to be honest, I think it might be the sort of film that you and your mate with the cheese board discuss. Okay. Um, in the kitchen after yeah. watching, I don't know, some other arty film. I just didn't get it. Okay, I get why. I'll be honest with you. I wanted to give this one to you, and it's been on the list for a while, and then you gave me One Cut of the Dead, and it kind of did what One Cut of the Dead did, but One Cut of the Dead was a bit more clever than this one. Yeah. It was the whole... The main reason I wanted to give it, I was a bit blown away by when it got to a certain point and it all stopped and the roles were reversed. Yeah. That was the bit, because you don't realise you're watching a film until then you hear cut and then the roles reverse. Yeah. And I thought it was really clever and I really enjoyed it. Then you gave me one cut of the dead and I thought, I'm a little bit worried now, but I've stuck with it. <laughs> okay. It's just that I don't know if I get it. It was like, for me, a bit of a bad amateur dramatics class, a lot of it. Yeah, there was It's very shouty. Yeah. Um, Visual-wise, beautiful. Yeah. Looked stunning. Um, sort of liked the main character, even though she was annoying. Didn't really like the other ones, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I get. I mean, I, I quite liked. I suppose we're going to call it the meta bit or whatever. Yeah. The the bit where they did they did swap around, but none of it really made that much sense. It was like an elongated ending to a Lars von Trier film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something where you're like, fuck, I don't really make much sense. And I still don't know what it was all about. Okay. I've got no idea. Yeah. I mean, I've read out what, what it says it's about. Yeah. Like, and I still don't get it. I can't look at that description and go, oh, actually, yeah, I know what that bit and that goes around. Um, all I can say is it looked all, it did look good. Um, I mean, the dinner table scene, what the fuck? Mental, isn't it? I mean, it just like, they're just talking filthy um, to their parents really graphically then the sister asks someone to kill him yeah. and then there's that what's that saw and the ceiling it's just going around. Yeah, it's just it is nuts it, it is <laughs> there's so much metaphor to it yeah. but it, it was like I say it was more the reversal that I was blown away with on it because it totally caught me out of the blue and I was just like ah yeah I mean that bit was alright but then it just went off again afterwards into it didn't really do anything after that. It just sort of went back to the same the same bit of them filming. And, yeah, I just got lost after that. 
certainly it did make me stop and think, oh, actually, there yeah, that is not what I expected. But then it just carried on with being super weird. I mean, even that really weird scene came after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Jill was wondering what the fuck I was watching. Yeah. I mean, it is quite rude. Yes. And yeah, she kept coming in, going, what are you watching? I said, it's part I've got to. You know yeah. what I mean? I've not chosen to watch it. So it's one of those. So I wouldn't watch it with your mum about. No, so I don't think Sue it, it does border on gratuitous at points, but I think some of it is the shock value of that type of cinema, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I did watch it and I really enjoyed it but then like I say One Cut of the Dead come along and it sort of superseded that idea um, I thought it was still worth a risk to roll mm. with did you actually get any of it? yeah right. yeah I quite enjoyed I, I'd obviously I don't think I've got the finer points I've no fucking idea what you just said <laughs> um, uh, I mean I don't know I, I, I read that and I thought I, I wouldn't have I, I mean if yeah. I was writing a review it yeah. would not have been like that I'll tell you if you was writing a review yeah. mate we'd all be in trouble <laughs> yeah. um, I've not got great on it mate 24 Ooh, I didn't really enjoy it at okay. all I'm really sorry no that's fine mate um, I've got visuals great artiness lost boobs and bush <laughs> I mean, that's just something. Like, a fair bit of vomit and snot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, okay, All right. not for you. Sorry about that, mate. I gave you a 2003 film directed by James Mangold based on And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie starring John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Amanda Pete, Alfred Molina, Clea Duvall, Robert Mornay, John Hawks, John C. McGinley, William Lee Scott, Jake Boosie and Pruitt Taylor Vince. Running time of 90 minutes with a budget of $28 million and box office of $90.2 million. 7.3 on IMDb, 62% Rotten Tomatoes with a synopsis of Stranded at a desolate Nevada motel during a nasty rainstorm. Ten strangers become acquainted with each other when they realise they're being killed off one by one. I gave you 2003's Identity. Yes, you did, mate. I did. It's all right. Yeah? It's all right. Okay. Yeah, it was all right. Right. I'm always a fan of Ray Liotta. Right. I'm not a huge fan of John Cusack, but I thought he was all right. I thought he was quite good in it. He was one of those. I didn't think it was anything particularly special, and it was missing something for me that I can't put my finger on. But at the same time, it did keep me guessing. Okay. And I kept guessing the wrong way. Right. And I couldn't work it out, and I don't... I think you'd have to be a fucking genius to guess out what the fuck was going on. And I think it's clever when you find out the ending, but I don't think it's that clever all the way through. Right. In fact, okay. I know it was keeping me guessing, but there's reasons why you can't guess. Right. And then when it got to the end, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's clever, but you weren't ever going to play along with it. Um, I thought it was fun, and it got a good entertainment value, and it had a decent feel to it. It's made me want to stay in one of them cheap motels a little bit more. Right. I really want to stay in one of them nasty places. It looks great. You'd fit right in. Yeah, you, you think? Would, yeah. Oh, I could run one, sit in the uh, <laughs> yeah. little office with my feet up. Watching anti How <laughs> Um Yeah, uh, it was all right. It's got decent, I think it'll have decent rewatch value. And a decent, decent Sunday afternoon film. I, I'm wondering whether now you know the end. I'm wondering whether this is going to be. I mean, it's not on the same par by any stretch of imagination, but whether it's a bit like Shutter Island, where sometimes knowing the end helps. Yeah, I suppose. So you can pick up the nuances yeah, and pick yeah. up the bits. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be that, and I will give it another go. But not a great score on it, but I enjoyed it. I got 64. Okay, all right. I mean, that's probably near enough um, IMDb. What's that, 7.3? It's not uh, not too bad. Yeah. But there you go, yeah. I, I mean, it's not anything totally special. It's just a, one of those... Yeah, it was fun. Decent I, I had decent entertainment with it. I didn't feel robbed at the end of it. All right. Okay, there you go. Can't complain. All right, mate. Right, what you got for me next week then, mate? I've got you a film that's currently 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, two hours, 10 minutes long build as a crime drama thriller with a synopsis of a man against capital punishment is accused of murdering a fellow activist and is sent to death row. Starring Kevin Spacey, Kate Winslet and Laura Linney. 38 million budget and gross 39. This is 2003's The Life of David Gale. Excellent, right. I've never heard of it. Neither have I until right. a couple of weeks ago, mate. Okay. And I thought, ooh, there's a good one for him. Okay, okay, right. So I'm giving you a 2017 film directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. It's based on Iphigenia at Ulysses by Euripides. Oh, cool. 
Right, I know that, yeah, I know this straight away. <laughs> it's starring Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, Barry Keown, Rafi Cassidy, Sonny Sulich, Alicia Silverstone and Bill Camp. Running time of 121 minutes, box office of $6.1 million, I don't have a budget. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of Stephen, a charismatic surgeon, is forced to make an unthinkable sacrifice after his life starts to fall apart when the behaviour of a teenage boy he has taken under his wing turns sinister. I'm giving you 2017's The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Hmm, sounds interesting, mate. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good title. interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds a bit fucked up. We'll yeah. find out, will we? Okay. I mean, it's the same director who's done The Favourite. Oh. <laughs> no, no, he didn't particularly like the favourite, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is uh, more of, of his style, really. Okay, yeah, yeah. find out. There we? you go. Yeah. Right, okay. So next week's main mate. Yes. What are we doing? Greyhound. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do something yeah. new, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whipping but, the Apple TV up, and we're gonna watch a new one. Tom Hanks written. Tom Hanks wrote yeah. it. Yeah, and we're gonna see if Stephen Graham can do a. Is it a New York accent? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna find out. I've seen some of his films with some of his accents before. We'll see. Yeah, we will. We will. So there you go. We're gonna do Greyhounds. Yes. Excellent. Right. Looking okay. forward to a new one, mate. Yeah, be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, mate, after all of that, do you want to reiterate how people can get us on social media? Absolutely, they can get us on Instagram and Twitter, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail Okay then, mate. So it's been a sweaty one. It has. It has. Yeah. It has. Rush through it a little bit. Late boy, sweaty one. It is. Yeah. It is late. Yes. <laughs> late. <laughs> it's really late. We're so rock and roll. I know. Is that it. Yeah. Big thanks to Miriam for joining us. Yep. Thanks very much, Miriam. Yeah. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, make sure you check out Coffee Talk testimonials. Absolutely. All right. So um, that's about it, then, mate. Thank mm. you for everybody for listening. And we'll see you soon. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Mark. See you later, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, mate. Bought a new car this week. What? Bit of a weird one, right? It runs on ferrets. Right. So I got to the station. Had a bit of a disaster. Filled it right to the top with weasel. <laughs> uh, I didn't really, didn't really have the flow. Hang on, oh, hang on. Lizard, 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 lizard. There's a small gecko in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention earlier that thing backfired last week. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. The joke part. I don't know what you're talking about. Hang on, oh, we're it. done. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's all.